BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welcome back, Redheads, to another episode of the Redheads Book Club June edition. Hey, girlies, we are back in studio for the first time since November, how's everyone doing? Wow, is that how long it's been? <gasps> yeah, because December was when Omicron hit the waves, and I was like, okay, we're going to do remote, right? Wow. And then we never did it again after nope. you had Harry? No, because no, I was definitely not in Harry, Harry Land. Wow, I feel like it's been, like, we've been here more mm-hmm. recently than that. No, six months. Wow, that's crazy. What? Six that episodes. Crazy. That's half a year. Yes, counselor, it is. <laughs> That's crazy pants. That's crazy. Except well, we didn't honestly, use Zoom. We used a really good platform that I don't even know if people realize that we weren't together. No. Totally. I was about to say the platform really transformed us because, or transported us, sorry. Um, <laughs> I was like, I guess maybe it transformed us, but I meant to say transported. And because it doesn't feel like it's been six months right. no. since we've been together. But I guess we spend a lot of time together not recording the Redheads, so that's maybe why. That's yeah. true. But now we can get back to Redheads tings. There's no post-show dinner, but maybe next time, you know? Yeah. Because uh, I am hungry. I did make sure to eat because I was scared I was going to be, you'll, you would be hearing my rumbling tummy on the pod. And nobody wants to talk to a hangry snatcher. No, no, no. That's no, for damn no. sure. Definitely. So how, let's catch up with everyone before we get into every ting. Snatchler, how are you doing? I'm good. That's it. Okay. Baby girl. What else do I have Science to Sign deliver. I don't know. You're like the busiest woman in the world. So That's I would think true. you have more than good. But I'm great. Great. Positive <laughs> snitch. This is going to be such a great episode. Yes. Dana, how are you? I'm good, too. So happy to be back with my girls. Love that it's summer. It's been 1,000 degrees, mm-hmm. but luckily I have had the opportunity to be at the beach the past two weekends, so I'm just really here for summer. Great. You have a nice little sunburn. They do. Thank you. I'm, like, peeling everywhere. I'll never learn. Do you Dana. wear sunscreen? I did wear sunscreen, but, like, doesn't matter. Okay. At least you tried. Exactly. Speaking of a nice tan, Bex, how yeah. are you doing? Always. Ooh, I know. Summer season is upon us. And I honestly, being at the beach is the best feeling in the world, but mostly because my complexion is like 10 times better than it is pre-summer. And I have to wear less makeup, which is just more sleep for the back. <laughs> That's now. nice. I need to get a spray tan. I need to get a tan tan. I need to get my base done. That way, like now, every time I step outside, I just get tan. You didn't That's, get tan this weekend in I Hamptons? did. For like a minute, I can't even see it's already gone. Honestly, like you were too busy in the club this weekend to like but see I, the, the club was outside. Right. It's fair. But it was at sundown. Sure, 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 sure. I feel like you slept all day, raged all night, did it all again. Yeah, 100%. 
Literally. But people would rage during the day and then go out at night. I was like, nah. Oh, that's, that's a lot. A little two for action. Yeah, we can't do two a days anymore. No, especially three days in if a row. If you can't, crazy. we can't. Honestly, I'm still, I was telling someone last night, we had a pitcher of margaritas this weekend, and I looked around and I was like, I'm still shaking from Snitch's birthday. Like, I'm not recovered fully. Wow. Really? It was like six months ago at this point. The last <laughs> time we recorded an episode in studio was when I had too much tequila at Snitch's birthday, and I'm still unwell, you guys. Wow, wow. Snitch's birthday will do that to you. Yeah, no, honestly. People, that, but that was all I wanted was for people to not recover and it really leave a mark. You took them out. I took them out. Did you miss us this weekend? Were you thinking about us and you were so excited to see us? Yeah, 100%. Did you read this weekend? When did you read the book? When you, you know texted us, so, is this a fast read? I'm like, she you know ain't reading so this. You know what's so crazy is that I was like, I thought it'd be an easy read, whatever. And then I looked and it was like 458 pages and I was like, actually, fuck. Because normally when it's like 500 page books, it takes me like actually a week and I was being crazy. Like, during the days, I was like, you guys, like, everyone to, like, walk around town. Trap, I was like, guys, like, you guys can go. But, like, I have to wow. lay in bed. Like, I have to, A, I need to fucking rest. And, B, I was like, I have to read. And even though the book was 500 pages, like, the percentages were going up mad quick. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Every I single agree book I've read recently, I'm staring at the percentage. Same. And it won't change. <laughs> this one, I, like, barely looked at it. And every time I did, I was like, whoa, 30, Same. 40. Yeah, th- I guess that's a sign of enjoyment. Yeah, maybe. But something was up with the percentages. I, I feel like I it wasn't actually. Yeah. What'd you say? I couldn't agree more. Something was up with the percentages. Yeah, right? How was it doing I, I think it might not have actually been 458 pages. Maybe. Like, maybe there was, like... <gasps> Wait, you know how all the lyrics were in the back of the oh, book? Oh, that's definitely, a, like, that was definitely probably, like, 30 pages. It's like, yeah. Jax, you were talking about, like, that bibliography recently. But then it has the opposite effect. It's so slow. The the percentages move so yeah, slowly. Yeah, yeah. Because the second half of the book, you don't actually have to read. That's so true. So, maybe the chapters were really short. I feel like I was finishing a chapter every three minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. like, there was a lot of blank space on each page because each chapter there was There was short. a lot of blank space, space on each page. Yep. Like, there would be, like, one um, line for the end of it, and then... Blank. And I'll That's write your name. <laughs> I can't. I do remember at one point I was at 81% and it was chapter 81. What'd you say? I was at 81% and it was chapter 81. And I was like, 81 chapters? What on Each page is one chapter. That is insane. But I actually like that yeah. now that I'm thinking about it. And I guess that's why James Patterson is so successful. Like his books, they're page turners. We'll get yeah. there. Oh, wow. Okay, we might have a dissenter in the group. Well, that leads to our discussion about this book. But before we get into it, we have some book news, which is our new segment. There's not a ton of book news, but I did want to make mention of the fact that this book, Run, Rose, Run, is going to be adapted into a movie with Dolly Parton to star in it Whoa. and I can't, produce. I can't. <laughs> we will talk about all of that in the Hollywood treatment, but I just wanted to make mention of it in our book news. No, that's great book news. I didn't know that. And no, now, that's great book news. Yeah, no, it's like they have to let it go of it. Okay. Oh <laughs> like they made a fucking album too. Oh man, I can't. <laughs> we'll get into it. But before we do, a summary of the book we read, Run, Rose, Run, by James Patterson, acclaimed author, probably like best-selling author of all time, Mm -hmm. and Dolly Parton, best-selling country country music singer of all time. 
And they collaborated for what was really a Patterson X Parton novel. It was about a girl named Annie Lee Keys, or so we think, but that's her name for most of the book. And she is on the run. We don't know from what, but she runs into Nashville and she takes the town by storm. She is deeply talented and motivated and scrappy and wanting to make it big. And she actually finds a lot of success pretty early on in the book, in no small part because she meets a country music legend who's giving Dolly Parton vibes obviously named Ruth Hannah who kind of takes her under her wing and navigates her through the industry literally by 30 percent Annie Lee Keys was like having meetings all over town and her songs on the radio and I like that the whole book wasn't her struggling to get famous like she got famous pretty quickly then other issues arise she's also working very closely with a man named Ethan Blake who works for Ruth Hannah who's been charged with looking after her because Annie Lee Keys keeps showing up battered and bruised and having been beaten up she says that she was randomly jumped but we the reader know that there's more to it something personal not random her and Ethan forge like a very deep connection over music and obviously they're falling in love but Annie Leakey's won't let herself go there because of her past she could never have a future with you know a wraparound porch with Ethan like she would love to have they go on tour together Annie Lee does like a small city tour and along the way she's you know getting threats and worried about people from her past coming to find her when she's on her last tour stop in Vegas they do find her she jumps out the balcony of her hotel four stories and lives to tell the tale she runs away from the hospital everyone's like where is Annie Lee Keys <laughs> Ethan goes and finds her because thank god he did because she winds up in her ex domestic partner's cellar his root cellar and then they get justice for what Annie Lee had been through and in the last you know five pages they let us know everything that was building up in the rest of the book which is that she came from a really hard childhood she left her stepdad who was abusive to go be with a man who also turned out to be abusive when she wanted to leave he felt that he owed her and he sold her into human trafficking so she was trafficked for a few years before she was able to escape to Nashville when the book starts once her truth comes out she's able to live her life freely be with Ethan perform at the CMAs and you know be free so that's the book overall thoughts on the book I'll go first since this was a Jackie's choice wow I forgot to say that already and my overall thoughts were that I liked it so much I looked forward to picking it up it went by so quickly if I haven't read any book aside from the redhead's curse that has been on our shoulders for the past few months all the books I've been reading recently have been a little painful and this broke that curse for me too I remembered what it was like to read a book that I thoroughly enjoyed and so I really like the book I love the country music elements I love mm-hmm. Nashville the last trip we took girls trip was to Nashville a year ago hey. and so many of the places the obviously Broadway it's all there you know when they talk about like the bachelorette parties like that was us even though we weren't on a bachelorette party <laughs> and I just loved I loved so many of the elements and I really felt like I didn't know what it was going to be like for James Patterson and Dolly Parton to write a book together. I don't even know either of them that well. I should know Dolly better, but like I kind of don't. I'm surprised. I know because like she's literally you would, in a be, nutshell. would be my queen. She cured COVID. She, right. And every like she's so pink and feminine and country and like me. <laughs> but so I didn't know what to expect in the book from these two people and it gave me everything that it should have given I believe I loved how the lyrics were so intertwined in the book I thought they were good lyrics the album was something else (laughs) 
I <laughs> oh, I need to hear about that. Oh my, oh my god. god. She listened. Okay, no. so oh my god. When a song came up in the book, like Driven, then I went to the album and I went to listen to it. And like I expected, you know, woman, microphone, guitar, stripped down, just basically like singing her poetry. It was like yodeling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was literally a yodel. Like it was so country. Also, like love Dolly and Dolly. But she sang obviously every song. shouldn't have been the one to sing the songs that would have been Annie Lee. It's like right the ones that are Ruth Hannah's, sure. But you need. She should have found the nice part. Casey Musgraves. Yeah, no. If she had found like. What if she discovered a new up-and-coming artist like while doing this? You yeah. know what I mean? Right. So that was a real <laughs> letdown. I didn't even... It, honestly, I listened to one, two of the songs that accompanied because I was like, oh, maybe later in the book they change up this song and that's why it sounds like that. So I listened to the next one too and I was like, no. Oh I, I meant to I listen. Didn't listen. I don't. I, I didn't listen this to morning. anything else. Oh my God. It was not... <laughs> it was not it. So that was a disappointment. But overall, the whole book really reminded me of the show Nashville. Yeah. Like such a similar thing like Raina James and Juliet Barnes, mm-hmm. you know, the older and the younger and they're in competition and it's set in Music City. And so this was really just that in the book with a little bit of thrill. I loved it. Next, who should I call on? I'm going to go with a very neutral party, Dana. I too felt overwhelming relief after reading this book. Like I wouldn't say I loved, loved it, but I didn't hate it. And that was such a win. (laughs) It was just a really nice book. I realized I really like books about like music and fame and artists coming to find themselves. Like that's a trope that resonates with me. Um, As we mentioned, it was so digestible to read. I Mm -hmm. like flew by, which was huge. And my only complaint, um, is that we spent literally the entire book waiting for the suspenseful mis- secret to come to light and they gave it three sentences and I, hot take, didn't find it as scandalous as I was expecting. Not to downplay it because she went through tragedy, but like still I was thinking like those two girls were her kids. I thought her stepdad raped her and like those two girls at the end oh. were her daughters. Like, I, was getting, I kept like, thinking about how um, like if... I kept waiting for the trope of like she got pregnant because like same oh, every no, time same, that's like, what I meant the, yeah like, like I thought those girls were her daughters because every time that they came for her like in her hotel room and then she was like and then I blacked out and we're like we don't know what happens at that point you're just blacking out like <laughs> did they rape her every time oh oh in I the hotel rooms that- no in her past when they like oh oh, oh yes, no like yes. when I would assume she was like trafficked like human trafficking no no, rape, no 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 I'm abuse. saying when they yes. came for her when well, she was already Annie Lee Keys and they came and they speaking and they took her out of the shower she was naked on the like no I don't think so but maybe. I don't think so I, I don't know no I think she blacked out like from you know they put her into yeah. like a coma not because she was disassociating oh, from what I took happened. it as disassociation no. I think it's from the pain like you black out and my last comment is this author needs to find another word than ornery to yeah. describe someone who's oh, stubborn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. I would like to do like a count of how many times the word ornery was used. You can do that on the Kindle. We need to figure out how yes. to do it because we also need to do it for the last book for how many times <laughs> she used, like, what was the what, word? Um, Peppery. No. No, 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 Like one of the annoying nicknames? No, no, nothing like that. It was the word like, fuck. Dana, I texted you about it. Can you? <laughs> what was our book? All roads lead here. I'll cut out the silence. I need to find. All I know is that like she described things as peppery 4,000 times more than any normal person should. <laughs> she said the word oh. literally so many times. And then you also said, she says, but no big deal. Like, oh, yes, no so, big deal. Yeah. Also, this book reminded me of All Roads Lead Here. 
because it was like the the country singer songwriter coming from Nashville songs yes. in her head, like yes. with the with the spooky past. Can you also remind me what happened in All Roads Leave Here? Um, the landlord. It took 500 pages for them to have a sex scene, but they gave us... They had the... Should they <laughs> no, move honestly, to the country? Honestly, we can't go back there. We're no, but just tell me what the premise was. She's no, doing a just, terrible fucking we job. We just told you. No, 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 no. She moves into that house in the middle of nowhere. Her mom hiking. <laughs> the hiking. The hiking. Oh, yeah. with, with the, with the guy and yes. the son. And yes. Whatever. Yes. And then, like, famous... Fame. Yeah, her ex-husband who wouldn't marry her and wouldn't acknowledge her. Right, 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 Grammys. right, right. This I is know. literally that, but like a better version. We're Way literally better. playing Pictionary, like three words. <laughs> <Yeah>. Sounds like. <laughs> no, 100%. Uh, okay, Dana, I'm glad that you liked it. Let's throw to Snitch. What did you think? I mean, I liked it. This is like tr- my like type beat. of book this is your beat yeah like at them talking about luke holmes like you know he had two name he had drops. two name drops mm-hmm. and maren morris mm-hmm. um so i love that but as i was reading the book i was like i can't tell if this is like the most amazing book i've ever read or like so fucking stupid and Maybe both. i haven't decided yet but i did really enjoy it and it went by very quickly there were some things i would have just like loved to have changed about the book like i really couldn't fucking stand how stubborn she was mm-hmm. like it made me so angry um and also like it was a little too easy for her to get famous. Like, that's just, like, not how it works. Agreed. And I thought that at the beginning. So it's like, wow, this girl has all the luck. And then you read further and it's like, oh, she actually has none of it. Like, this one thing went right in her life. And she really is, you know, that talented. There are some people, when you hear them, there are some people who really get famous so quickly because everyone that they perform for is impressed. Mm-hmm. That's you know? true. And I can't think of anyone, but I know that there Justin are. Justin Bieber? No. Actually, yeah, no. Like, he, Usher saw him. And it, for the next day, like worldwide mm-hmm. stardom, Justin Bieber. Thank you, Dana. Run, <laughs> Justin, run. <laughs> Bex, what did you think? I thought that the book was good, and I think that we needed this kind of book. I agree. Like, it was like we can all agree that it was a worthwhile read, and it went by quickly, and you didn't mind picking it up, and it flew by, and I had a nice time with it. I agree with Dana that to get to the 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 build up. The juice, I'm not sure, was worth the squeeze. And I and I do not want to discredit the trauma that she went through, but I was really surprised. Like, at 95% was when we learned that she went through what she went through, and at 98%, the book was over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry, wait, what? And that's I, it kept building up, building up, and I was like, the book's about to end. Like, when are we going to find this out? Yeah. I thought that it should have ended after she jumped out the window. Like, I thought, like, the back half of the book, I was like, like why are we doing this right now? Like, when we're going she, on this wild road trip, and... When she ran away from the hospital, I was frustrated. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, let these people help you. Yes. yes. I was starting to... It, like, I thought that the first half of the book was really good, and then I thought the back half of the book was less good. So it started... Like, my overall taste for the book That's is a, a little sour because I thought the back half was, like, ugh, like a big nothing burger, sort of. Yeah. Um, but I really liked the first half, so I have to remind myself of that. Um, and I agree, Snitch. I thought she was just, like, a little too differentiated in her approach and to being famous. And also, like, she's just stop making poor decisions. Mm-hmm. Because, what like... What did she do? That hurt you. No. all Stop getting in their fucking cars, <laughs> man. The hitchhiking. Also, like, tell the truth to the people who care about you. Yeah. Right. I hated all the lying. I was like, these people love you and, it, and they need to help you. And, like, if you're about to blow up famous... How are you not going to address this? A hundred percent. Obviously, it's going to come out. Also, yeah. you're fully fucking lying to that 
uh, reporter. reporter. Like, she's going to figure it out. She's going to go to that town that you said. And they're going to be like, who the fuck are you talking also, about? Like, that no, made like, no sense to me. discrediting the intelligence of the entire yeah. music community. No, yeah. she would gotten canceled in a few years. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. her whole backstory turned out to be not true. But then, when the truth did emerge... I think, you know, she would have been very sympathetic. She didn't have to put, like, an ID on file when she signed with the management company. Like, right. When she went missing, they're like, wait, we don't even know her name. Does she even have an ID? <laughs> also, like, thank God she told Ethan Blake uh, the teeniest bit of truth, or else he, they would have no fucking idea where to have found her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that is frustrating. I was frustrated. There were times where I was really frustrated. I was like, this man is laying it all out there for you. Told you he got literally arrested for murder. Yeah, I didn't see <laughs> that coming. Right. Murder, murder. <laughs> and and so there were just moments where I had frustrations. I'm also confused about like, did do you think Dolly wrote any of it, or was it just her name? Because I kept she thinking did the song? about. Okay, that. so I read a and A with her and James Patterson, and I think that she gave him the songs. She did give him the song. She like they were collabing on a book, and then he was like, I woke up into my email with like seven full songs written out. So I think that he was able to like frame the narrative around songs that she was huh. writing, and vice versa. Like she wrote songs based on the story that he was writing. Oh, that's cool. And I, I think like the details about like Nashville country music, you know, like uh, guitars, what it like a diva's wardrobe would entail, like those sorts of details. But he like definitely wrote it, and she just like sprinkled gave it, her yeah, Dolly information. Sprinkled. So yes. symbiotic. Yeah, I don't That's think cool. I, I don't think they should be like splitting the revenue fifty fifty. But yeah. I don't know how it would work. The rev share. We should get them on the on the show. And yeah, I'm questions. very curious. So let's get into the DBQs. We have amazing questions that were written by Dana because oh. shockingly there was no reader's guide. Shockingly. Isn't How do you have a Patterson Dolly Parton collab and have no reader's guide? A Patterson Parton. How are the readers supposed to be guided without <laughs> a reader's guide? I don't know. But Dana actually wrote better questions than the reader's guide usually provides. Of so I'm excited to get into them. Thank you I so always much. love when we show up to the show and like you and Dana made a whole guide yeah, and like reader's you guys, guide like, and me an and agenda. Snitch, like just skip <laughs> up and like, so what are we talking about? Like, no, I'm Jackie sorry. did the entire thing. I literally put five bullets. Thank you for your work. No, you did the most. No, no, you're the best. You really did. Like, my outline, I copy and paste from the last show. I put in, like, it's the structure that I put in all the questions and... Some are DBQs, Guys, we're which you wrote. Our sauce. <laughs> Some are DBQs, which you wrote, and the others are redheads questions which I get from the email. My mom is always like, Jackie does such a nice job leading the conversation. She really keeps you guys going. The summary is hard. The yeah, summary is hard. That's a hard thing to do. Because like, no, you're a good I always forget what happens. Now I'm a viral summarizer. Do you see my rendition of Cat in the Hat? Yeah, oh Cat God. in the Hat and the Batman Cat. You like cat. cat? I did. <laughs> the cat went splat. <laughs> the baby shake the rake in the cake. Have you seen this? No. Claudia and I are going viral on TikTok. We started clipping clips from the morning toast. And so when I was recapping the cat in the hat, we clipped it and put it on TikTok. It has a million views. Are you kidding? Mm -mm. Mazel. Watch it later. Yeah. Wow. Million and one after this girl. (laughs) (laughs) That's where the redheads is where I practice my book summaries. Now let's get into the DBQs, which are brought to you by Shelf Savvy. You can get the books you love at the price you love. Shelf Savvy searches for the best book deals so you don't have to. Discover premium deals you won't find anywhere else. Not only does Shelf Savvy offer amazing deals on ebooks, but unlike other online book style sites, Shelf Savvy has paperback and hardcover books too, so you can save on books no matter how you like to read. Discounts on print books are always 45% off or more, and for ebook lovers like us, get your favorite reads for less than $4. Plus, you can add a book to your watch list to make sure 
sure that you always get the books on your TBR at the best price. Just add the books you want to read to your watch list and Shelf Savvy will alert you when it goes on sale so you never miss a book deal again. Spend less money, read more books. It's that easy. Get fresh deals every day at Shelf Savvy. Visit ShelfSavvy.com to learn more and sign up today. There are so many great Redheads reads that are already on Shelf Savvy, including Girl With No Job, which we love, The Four Winds, The Good Sister, and A Slow Fire Burning. They add new deals daily, so check it out. First question, what did you think of Ruth Hannah Ryder and Annie Lee's relationship? Who needed who more? Ooh, Ooh. hard hitter to um, begin. I think that... Annie Lee obviously needed Ruthanna more. <laughs> yeah. I like, was so annoyed in the beginning when she told Ruthanna, the biggest star in the world, to go screw herself and then like tiptoed out early in the morning before Ruthanna could give her her pancakes. Like, but like that's you want to be the biggest so star. Unrealistic. And, it's like, why yeah. do they love her so much when she Yeah, like, also Ruthanna's supposed to be giving. this big, tough woman who's like screaming at Ethan Blake for being three minutes late and like refuses to come out of retirement and all of a sudden is a huge softie for like this blonde girl she never met before. Yeah, well, I guess she heard her sing and like, you know, when you're a musical person I imagine you know you see something in someone when they sing and like she just knew that this girl needed her help that like she could help her and then she like channeled all of her abilities into helping Annie Lee and I think the fact that like Annie Lee left the next morning she didn't overstay her welcome you know she didn't she wasn't being a chaza. She wasn't a chaza. Like, she didn't have the pancakes. Like, it, you leave them wanting more. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, wow, this girl, you know, she's not a freeloader. Most people, if it, Dolly, and I think of Ruth Hannah as Dolly. Obviously. If Dolly Parton invites you into your home, like, you're taking every meal you can mm-hmm. get, every scrap. And instead, she was, you know, very humble about and it. she was so hungry. I couldn't even stop thinking about Me it. Me too. I, know. I was that, like, how? That sort of reminded me of Four Winds, where, like, you could yes. feel. yes the despair you know the descriptions of like her hunger or her tiredness or her discomfort sleeping on like the ground in the park like was very mm-hmm. well described because you could really feel it. I was so happy when she got to shower and then she was in that white robe. And I, the book did leave out a lot of important details, but they did do a good job. Like I was wondering what she was going to do with her dirty clothes. What was she going to change into? And they acknowledged that like she got a new wardrobe. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of potholes. What do you think the potholes were? I'm curious. Just like, I feel like there was a lot of things that were like random. Like what did the whole Mikey Schumer thing really have to do with anything? Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Because he, wa- he, he, he was wasn't part of the whole thing. He was to be a suspect of like who was beating her up, but we knew immediately it was not him, so it was like a stupid yeah, one. Yeah, I guess that was a little silly. Hmm. Each character in this book harbored tragedies about their past, Ruth Hannah and her daughter's death, Ethan and his wife's death. How did Annie Lee's secret compare to the others, and how did you feel when she chose not to share her past despite the other characters confiding in her about their own? I think I alluded to this earlier, but I thought it was a little unfair that these... Mm-hmm amazing souls are sharing these deep dark wounds and Annie Lee felt like she was exempt from the the sharing circle I mean in the caliber of like secrets to share first of all Ruth Hannah's secret isn't a secret you know it's out there it's something very private and something that's like hard for her to talk about but it's not like she's sharing something that's not known she was just sharing how she felt about it so I feel like at the stage of their relationship like that was a good time to share Ethan's secret like I'm sure, you know, the time he spent in prison was very hard, but for the most part, like, it's over, you know? And it's, like, just something in his past. I felt like for Annie Lee, like, it was still very much in her present and also the trauma that she experienced, like, you just never get over. But also, like, what also bothered me is, like, why didn't we know that Ruthanna told Annie Lee about Ethan? 
I like that we didn't know. I like that there was like a surprise because yeah. also the, the whole book wasn't just from one person's POV. So obviously things were happening. I do we have to say that I loved that it would switch like perspectives like in the middle of a paragraph. Because like, it was written in the third person. Yeah, right? it was like so it wasn't really even was switching like, perspectives. It was just like they described someone else's perspective. Yeah, following. I liked that. Yeah. That yeah. was enjoyable. I yeah, that's like isn't that the normal way to write a book? I wouldn't know because every fucking book has different <laughs> chapters know, of I timing. Like, but the, I feel like the first person who wrote a book where like each chapter was from a different person's POV was like you know Isaac Newton. It was like the biggest <laughs> invention. Albert Einstein. But before that, like they just wrote what was happening. A story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Annie Lee in that said something interesting where she was like, I feel bad that he shared with me, but he was someone who was accused of doing something that he didn't do, whereas I had something done to unspeakable me. done to me, and it's different, which I guess, but I kind of felt like she was almost in a better situation. Like, you had no culpability, not that Ethan did, but like, this was done to you, so therefore, like, no one is going to judge you. The only emotion that could really be evoked is pity. Like, I know that you're fearful that everyone's going to look at you differently, but like, if anything, they would just feel bad for you, which is yeah. not a good feeling either, but like, I thought she did something terrible and didn't want to tell anyone because like, they would hate her, but yeah. really, something terrible was done to her and she didn't want to be pitied or like, yeah. looked at differently. but also like, once again, like, that we didn't figure out who killed, like, Ethan Blake's wife. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that was a little random. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, did you do it? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I don't think he did totally. it, but who did it? Right. Who done it? Who, who done, done it? it? Yeah. Like, why did we choose to leave that out? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah, like, would it have been so wrong to be, like, I was falsely accused of, like, But then boyfriend. we found out that the guy she was fucking did it or something. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. I think the story was just, like, about her, and the only reason they even revealed his secret was to serve as a foil to her not revealing hers. So, like, they weren't focused on us solving his stuff. They just wanted to, like, highlight her stuff. But I don't think in general, like, if someone opens up to you, like, that means you are obligated to mm -hmm. open back up to them. Like, it's not it's when you're ready. And I do think, like, it should definitely inspire you to do the same but it's not you know quid pro quo mm -hmm. and she did give him a little bit and that was actually what eventually led to him finding her so that didn't bother me so like I was bothered for her because I'm like let this man help you like he's yes. literally a knight in shining armor and like I know you don't want to be a damsel in distress but just like take the yeah. help yeah yeah yes. it's frustrating when like the omniscient perspective could see how much better it would be for her to open up right. like she can't like and that he's actually like a strong person like he's military he can help you he can protect you like you're good just let him know and like yes. they yeah. are driving together and like the people are also following ethan you know like it's not just you anymore like he is now implicated because he is your quote-unquote bodyguard he is your chauffeur and you are both being chased. When she grabbed the fucking oh, I was wheel. I just about to say that. Like, like now knowing why? what we know. I, that made me so mad. Yeah, now knowing what we know, it's like, what was going to happen? Right. Yeah. It's he, like, she didn't she do She wanted to wrong. kill him anyway. She went to go kill him. So, like, let Ethan kill him. Yeah. No, but that was D in the car, right? D's people. Yeah. yeah. Not ex-husband's people. But she went to kill ex-husband. Also confusing. She When she jumps out the window because D shows up, she's like, fuck this, I'm going to kill my husband. Yeah. And not D. Right. Because he started yeah. it, but still that doesn't finish it whatsoever. Yeah. No. Yeah, she should have just let Ethan hit the car. I thought there was going to be a reason why like they had to stay alive. I thought that she had done something so wrong that she couldn't have Ethan find out. Then you find out that she hadn't done anything. Something terrible was done to her. So mm -hmm. I was like, why are we... Why are we doing this? Why are we protecting these people? I think we all agree on this. Yeah. Did you listen to the corresponding audio for the book's <laughs> songs, and how did it shape your opinion? As stated, we tried. <laughs> it was a flop, and I'm very disappointed. I didn't even... I didn't want to ruin the book. 
<laughs> so I didn't listen until the book was over. Thank God. Yeah. I like kind of want to because I will say I like the lyrics in that, that part of the book, but there's something so cringeworthy about reading lyrics when you don't know the tune. Yeah. No, like can't and ain't. Like oh, I kept rhyming those. I'm like, oh. <laughs> no, but when I read it, I really just saw it being like Casey Musgrave style, like just singing your poetry. There's not like a crazy beat or anything. It's just like, can I fix it? No, I, I can't. can't. <laughs> Will it change it? No, it ain't. Like, you know, like, something just like really slow and like from yeah. the heart. When I turn back, you know what? I'm just going to play. Yeah, I, I need say, you to play it play so badly. It. I'll play like the first 10 seconds. So I'm driven. Can... It was giving me Bob the Builder vibes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my can God. You're so right. It? You're so right. Is it run or driven? Driven. Okay. <laughs> Are you okay? Put a hoe down. Dosey doughing. That just like wasn't the vibe. That's not what she was doing Wait. at the cat's paw. Wait, listen no. to this one. Which one? Dark Knight, Bright Future. Oh, oh yeah. Like all of them are like this. <laughs> like I'm sorry, she didn't like go a phoenix into- from the ashes. You shall rise she again. She didn't go into New York City. With that song no. and what Went sweep over. people off their feet. <laughs> no. Now no. do you understand? I'm so happy we did listen to this Yeah, that format. was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now we no. saved you guys so you don't have to listen. <laughs> I'm shook. I She needed like a little bit like of a slower, more moody, <laughs> Mo- melancholy. Moody. I said to snitch like Lennon Stella vibes. Do you guys ever listen to Lennon Stella? Yeah. yeah. Like snitch. it's That's very. Me. No, her sister is oh. you, Maisie. Oh, my God. <laughs> You are Maisie. <laughs> Dana is Maisie, yeah. Okay, next question. Do you wish the book delved deeper into Annie Lee and Ethan's romance after he saved her, or were you satisfied with fast-forwarding nine months to their engagement? I mean, are you kidding? Like, we didn't even get a kiss. Yeah. I wrote that for you, Snitch. Like, that was so wrong. Also, for it to be like, I love you, Annie Lee, nine months later. I was like, what, she had a baby? Same. Like, I <laughs> so true. just, nine like, months. didn't, I was so upset by it. Give me your first sex scene. Something. I feel like they did that on purpose in mm-hmm. nine months for like so for a second you were like oh my yeah, god you're so right okay you guys also I highlighted something in the nine months later section they talked about a diamond ring on her third finger and I was like <laughs> middle finger <laughs> well no count for oh I guess yeah. your third finger because a thumb is like considered a thumb no your thumb is a finger no no but i think the way you're right like the way they define fingers like they would say third finger. oh wow okay perhaps i don't think she's messed it up. no i was like i was like oh she's not engaged <laughs> <laughs> she's wearing an aura ring i was like oh she got a promise ring on her middle finger that's so funny i personally was so satisfied like sure i'm for the snitches like we could have had a sex scene i don't think james and dolly were gonna collab on that <laughs> Uh, I like that it was like nine months, she's successful, she's free, and she's got her man. Yeah, I, I didn't mind the no sex scene. Because we also complain when it's like they do too much at the back end. Mm-hmm. I've never complained. We complained about that recently. 
too much love too much like epilogue um, oh you know where it's oh like my God. shut the fuck up all roads lead here where they're like oh now we're in the hotel and then she went yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the doors open and then her mom came in and she punched the stepmom and then <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Oh, there was like a whole nother book in the epilogue yeah. how did your own relationship with country music in nashville influence your feelings of the book snitch I mean, it made me like it even more. If this was like about like I don't know, fucking like folk music. Actually, I, I, do I need like to listen to the album. Yeah, yeah, I do like folk music. If it was about like a genre I didn't care about, I don't think I would have liked Opera. it nearly as much. Yeah, like jazz. I don't think I would have liked it nearly as much. Yeah, but I could have been about a lot of genres. Someone asked that in the Redheads questions, like if this was about pop or rap, would you have liked it as much? And I do think that I would have. I think it would have been really good about a pop mm-hmm. star, and I think it would have been really good about a rapper. And I love that it was about country music. And mm-hmm. Nashville, particularly for this Redheads group, is so fun because we yeah. all went together. So yeah. it just like really added a nice vibe. I like, think it made me like the book way more that mm-hmm. it was because it was such like a joyous energy about the reading and yeah. the book and the success and the fame and the Nashville elements. I just think that country music is like lighthearted and delightful. Yeah. So, That's so and you guys like Jax really and I guess Snitch and like Claudia, I feel like you guys like introduced me to country music. I never listened. I would ask Jax for like artists and albums that I needed to study. Yeah, but it wasn't until we went to Nashville that you were like now I'm feeling the itch to get Correct. into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there I were artists that you got me really into, but it wasn't until we went to Nashville that I started like really liking it. Yeah. And I feel like there aren't many other, maybe there are like smaller genres, but like it's like country music Nashville. Like a lot of other genres, it's like New York, LA, Chicago. Like you, you're in all three of those places, but like for country music, like you really only have to make it in Nashville mm-hmm. and then you've made it. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll, you know, market you to the rest of the world. It's also such like a tight knit, fun community in Nashville. And like, even when you watch the CMAs, like there's just such good vibes. Yeah. Everyone's like so happy. It's a great community to like really dive into and write a book about. Country music respects the hell out of of the the morning toast. No, it really does. Ain't that the truth. Next question. Ethan Blake cannot relate to the urge for fame and instead prefers humble performances at dive bars. How did this unusual approach from a successful artist resonate with you? I loved it. I just liked how success can come in all different shapes and sizes and you don't need to be on the stage at MSG to love what you do and be fulfilled. I, 100%. I agree. And well there said. are so many musicians who are successful both internally and externally and like not all of them are chart topping Mm -hmm. world touring artists like a lot of them just play in a band and they get to be musical musical they they even a lot of them are very rich but that doesn't necessarily mean have to be famous you don't even have to be rich to like have success doing music Mm -hmm. but you can make a really good career out of it and like there are more of those people than there are, you know, the Dolly Partons. I feel like yeah. that's like any genre or like any type of vocation sort of. Like yeah. You can be an incredible inventor, but nobody knows your name, but you've still done incredible things and you're brilliant and you're doing what you love, but like you just don't get like people like writing biographies about you per se. And it feels like the more popular you get, like the more detached you become from the original art. Yeah. Which Annie Lee was even feeling like after her first meeting with the talent agency like wait I want to get back to the music Mm -hmm. so those who are able to like maintain the music and not get a big head maybe are the most successful yeah Taylor Swift oh Taylor Swift that's who you think Mm -hmm. maintains the music she never got a big head yeah I mean it's like impossible not to but I'm sure like in some way she has a big head like if um, don't be offended (laughs) don't be upset she couldn't physically have the same size head as she did when she was 16 one because she's grown in two because her life is so (laughs) radically different like 
that would be weird. But her music, but is, also she like, still kept to the art? Yes, the art is, is what she wants to be if making. If she's in a room full of people, do you think that anybody is doing anything other than fawning over her, you know? like And that messes with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm. Period. Also, it's like, he's one I of think the she's people, as grounded as she could possibly be. You I might agree. be right. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that she is... On the ground. On the ground. Hmm. I, Ethan is like one of those people it's like when you watch the Grammys or the CMAs and like the person up there is like thanking profusely all the people who made it yes. happen like he's one of those people yes. several characters in the book that note that talent is not enough to become famous because you need that X factor to captivate a crowd do you think raw talent is enough for fame or do stars really need some other personal trait to make it big no I think I feel like you hear that messaging like time and time again that it's just like having a good voice is like not enough not enough because you can have you can have a good voice and not have the X factor or the grit or the thick skin that you need to mm-hmm. make it. You can also have a mediocre voice and have the X factor, the Taylor grit. Taylor Swift. And, well, she also has, she's immensely talented in, like, in her songwriting and like, yeah. all that. But her of that. voice itself is not. Her, if, her, if it was just her voice alone, she mm-hmm. wouldn't be Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. You I don't know? know why I'm so into analogies right now, but it's sort of like athletes, like, being athletic is not enough. Like, you have to, like, practice 24-7. The you work have, ethic. The work ethic. Yes. Like, you have to, like, really, really, really want to be successful and maintain your success in order to stay relevant. And you have to, like, accept failure in the right way as opposed to letting it get you down. Like, it takes a certain kind of person. So all of those things need to be locked in. A few could be missing, you know, yeah. but I think for the greats, they have talent and they have X mm-hmm. and plus and work ethic and thick skin and this and that Mm -hmm. and people around them who are going to help them get to where they need to be. So talent is not enough, period. Unless you're Ed Sheeran. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Weird Ed Sheeran dig. (laughs) Weird Ed Sheeran dig. We were all like rendered speechless. I just like was like, what? She was like, came for (laughs) her Oh my God, that's so <laughs> funny. She must have been thinking about Ed Sheeran when she wrote the question. I was. That is really fucking funny. <laughs> How did Annie Lee's rough past help fast track her success in ways that people who have never experienced hardship may not achieve? She wasn't taking no for an answer. Like she's she was used to like rejection and shit like that. Like if it was someone who's just been spoon fed their whole lives and then someone tells them no, like they're going to lose their mind. Or it's going to take them a minute to bounce back. Also, she had some, you know, points in the karma column waiting to be cashed in. For and what when you have nothing did. to lose, you can go That's for That's exactly it all. what I was going to say. Yeah. Like she was already at the bottom, you yeah. know, you couldn't get much lower. Yeah. So she was willing to do whatever it took. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, she didn't have friends. She didn't have a house. Like, every single night she's out of the bars. Other people who are not in such dire straits, like, things come up. Okay, we're not going to be able to go honky-tonking and looking for jobs every single night. Mm -hmm. Maybe once a week I'll work on my passion. Yes. Why do you think Gus and or D, oh, that's the husband's name, Gus, were so intent on tracking Annie Lee down and threatening her? Was it realistic that they kept stalking her and beating her up but never actually killed her? Mm. I was shocked that she was never killed. Me too. It was crazy. I was like, you guys, like, what was the what was the point in not killing her? Yeah, to mm-hmm. maybe like remind her that they can hurt her, so not to open her mouth about what happened to her. But like, yeah. if they didn't want her to open her mouth about what happened to her, then kill her. Well, they were yeah. like, you're. T-, she's like, I haven't told anyone, and they're like, you're singing about it. It's like, okay, but she hasn't told anyone, so like, she's not going to at this point. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, what, I that was, they were just like beating her up, yeah. like cr- coming, going cross country, like all the time, or sending people to just like beat her up. 
So she could tell, like, even though she hadn't done anything other than escape, which I thought, you know, they'd be trying to bring her back. Right, yeah. right. That part very that much they would they go find her, hurt her, not kill her, not take her. <laughs> and, like, remind her not to talk, even though she wasn't talking. <laughs> right. Yes. And if they thought she was talking, then they would have killed her. But they did think she was talking because she was singing. Yeah. Plot hole. Plot, Plot hole. hole. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, now it is time for the Redhead questions. We got great questions from our readers. And before we get into them, I need to let you know today's episode is also brought to you a function of beauty. I love p- function of beauty on an individual level, but I also love it as a sponsor for this podcast because we are four girls with very different types of hair. So we should not be using the same type of shampoo and conditioner. And with function of beauty, we each have our own custom shampoo bottles. Not only are they customized on the inside, but the outside is custom as well. I'll let you know how function of beauty goes. It is the world's first fully customizable hair care that creates individually filled shampoos, conditioners, styling, and treatment formulas based on your hair now and where you want it to go. What are your goals for your hair? You want your hair to get longer, stronger, silkier, smoother? Function of Beauty has a formula for you. Here's how it works. First, you take the hair care quiz to build your profile and select five hair goals like lengthen, volumize, and oil control. Next, choose your color and fragrance or go dye or fragrance free. So I do go fragrance free, but I do like the color of my bottles to match my bathroom. So I have one blue bottle, one green bottle. I also like when the shampoo and conditioner are different colors. Same. So you can know which one's which. It's such a hack. I used to do like the same color for each because I think that you should. But now I'm like blue, green, shampoo, conditioner. (laughs) Then you will get your freshly filled formula delivered straight to your door and prepare for good hair days ahead. So say goodbye to generic hair care for good today. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash book to take your hair goals quiz and you'll save 25% on your first order. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash book to let them know you heard about it from our show and to get 25% off your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash book to take your hair quiz and save 25% on your first order. Redheads questions. Thank you to everyone who read along with us this month and wrote in. First up, one question I had about the book, was anyone else expecting Ethan Blake's wife's murder to tie into the story somehow? I feel like his jail time and release was mentioned in the story, but for no reason because it was just kind of forgotten after he told Annie Lee about it. I expected that to be solved at the end too. Yes, not that exactly, but I sort of expected there to be a tie-in of everyone's trauma in some way mm-hmm. because the buildup was so... so there was such a fixation that I was like, okay, like there must be some wild twist and turn that we're not expecting. Oh, I wasn't expecting anything, but there should have been. Yeah. Usually there is. It's- <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, I could not do it. <laughs> You've ruined the episode. You have to <laughs> delete and starting over. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Good one. Uh, <laughs> I I see what you're saying. I, I didn't think about it, but I agree. I'm not sure that this book required that level of sophistication. Like, I thought it was great the way it was, and it would have just been like a cherry on top. But in a way, I kind of I agree with this this reader. Same. This is been, like what I said earlier. It would have been too crazy if like Annie Lee had some sort of connection to either Eth or And I Ethan think even or, if they resolved it, I might have rolled my eyes. I mean, like, of course, like tied up in a neat bow, they found the killer right when like nine months later, everyone's life is perfect. Like, 
Right. What if Annie Lee was like actually the one working on Ruthanna's daughter's boyfriend's tour or something and was the one to tell him to break up with the girlfriend or like something crazy like that? Or like what if um, she supplied the girl the pills or something or crazy? Or like her stepfather was the one who like killed Ethan's wife, like something like I think that. I would have been like, this is it. so unrealistic. Totally. Or what if D was the one who killed Ethan's wife? Like he's a bad guy doing bad things. Yeah, exactly. But that would have been too unrealistic. Like, look, I guess James Patterson like doesn't go for gimmicks like that. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next up, am I the only one who the entire time reading this imagined all the characters being those from the Hannah Montana movie? Mm-hmm. Like Miley as Annie Lee, obviously pop star and changing up the name. Ethan is that hunky cowboy whose name is escaping me. Lucas Hill. The publicist is exactly like that in the movie. Vanessa Williams. Yeah. And Ethan going around town showing everyone pictures asking if they know this family or know this girl. Iconic. That's really funny. Didn't cross my mind. Same. To me, it was Nashville happening in my head. Like, Raina James was Ruth Hannah, if you watch Nashville. Even Jack as, like, Deacon Claiborne. Yeah. And then Annie Lee being Julia Barnes is, like, smaller. And then Ethan Blake is Avery. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Annie Lee was Scarlet. Singing her poems. Oh, fuck no, please. <laughs> I know, but that's who it is. She's like really small and very timid and she has these poems and she's just putting them to, li- to music. No, but like... And then Scarlet she falls in love with so, Gunner. No, but no, Scarlett was that, like it. so... That's it. She was not a tough bitch. Snitch? It was Scarlet and Gunner. No, no, no. Scarlet literally could not have lasted one night in under the a tree in the park. <laughs> okay, fine. But she's closer to Scarlet than she was to Julia Barnes. Mm. That means I'm right. <laughs> She's just neither. <laughs> okay, next. Do y'all think that Ethan and Ruth Hannah's relationship trajectory wasn't well explained or didn't make sense? The book started with him being new to recording with Ruth Hannah and her team to the two seemingly being extremely close, almost like a mother-son relationship. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. He mm-hmm. was, she was yes. yelling at him. And then two seconds later, there. It was his first day on the job. He was late and he was nervous and his truck wasn't starting. And then he's this trusted confidant. So true. And she's going to meet him at. I hadn't thought about it reading it, but like being presented with it now, I'm like 100%. I thought it the first time they, like after they spoke again and she was like, hey, Ethan, check out this, like keep an eye on this girl for me. I was like, oh, I thought she just met him. And then I just pushed it to the back of my head, but yes. And on a similar note, I found Ethan to be annoying when he was like harassing Ruthanna to come to the bar to watch her. Obviously, it all worked out, but I'm like, oh my God, have you no shame? Like, this woman <laughs> no, is this very your boss. famous and she just yelled at you. Like, stop texting her. Yeah. 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 I also thought it was weird how, like, he was his truck being running on its last leg that he can't even get anywhere on time and she is a very successful country star that like and I'm should sure pay she him pays, a better wage I'm sure she does okay so like it, he, yeah he should have had like someone he was sending his money to like he had to get a different fucking truck for the chase because his was so unreliable at least she paid for that one yeah no that's very true I don't know. and it was also unnecessary that his truck didn't work and it was unnecessary that he got a new truck like, no but also once again, like plot hole, like the the flat tires really didn't affect the story. He made it. Do you know what I mean? That was no, but I feel like suspense. they make you sweat a little. Yeah. It's not like such an easy path right. to get. And then to he her. got there immediately as she was putting her thumb up to hitchhike. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> Okay, next, Dana. I have to know if every chapter talking about how no one is allowed to call her little bothered you as much as it did me. Every time she said it, I thought of you and your hatred for these types of books and tropes. That's funny. I thought she was going to say it because, like, you're yeah, little. I thought so, too. It doesn't bother you. No, I'm so happy this is acknowledged because that's spot on of how I was feeling. Like, so cringeworthy every time the little trope came up. Also, to your point, like, 
this bitch was probably what five two. Try being four eight, and then be called <laughs> little. Like I have no patience for this. That was right. a joke. <laughs> And also, it, I thought they were going to tell us, like, why she didn't like being called little. Because, you know, like, Gus no, called her little. No, it was just, like, little. her trying to be cutesy. Yeah. No. No, it's, no. like, her trying to be, like, a guy's girl. Like, yeah. yeah, a pick-me girl. Yeah. I'm not little. I'm big. You know, it's just, like. <laughs> I'll watch sports and fuck you up in beer pong. And height is not subjective. Like, you're either big or you're little. Yeah, yeah. the little thing was so annoying. Next up, I really enjoyed this month's read, but was anyone else disappointed that we didn't get at least one hookup scene with Ethan and Emily? Yeah, obviously, guys. Hell yeah. <laughs> now that you say it, yeah. Like, give me a peck? Yeah, or like one steamy scene. Yeah. They kept kissing on the cheek. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> Like, I liked their enough. relationship. I did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I liked the slow burn. I really felt like they were fusing together. Yes. I thought the book, this is the next question. I thought the book was good, but did you have any issues with the sudden plot lines that were randomly thrown in or weren't resolved? Like when Ethan said he was accused of murder or how only one of the men seemed to be prosecuted involving Annie's and Rose's, Annie slash Rose's case. I love when like our thoughts match the redhead's thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. That's actually a good point about like the case getting prosecuted. Um, but it bothers me again that like, oh, like this gets tied up sort of perfectly with a bow and it could have been tied up five months earlier before you jumped out of a window and ran away. Right. Like, right. like really justice didn't. was served. It could have been served yeah. without all of this anxiety. Hoopla. Hoopla. <laughs> I just, I like, I don't know. I didn't really feel that like this is unresolved feeling. I just was so annoyed about how long it took to get to the resolution of her secret. Yeah. Next question. Did you all feel like there was so much buildup around why Annie Lee was on the run and not enough payoff when we found out what it was? I understand human trafficking is horrible, but they literally gave the final explanation one measly paragraph at the very end, but spent 350 plus pages prior making it sound incredibly horrific and huge. I mean, she was jumped multiple times, stalked and jumped off a balcony for God's sake. It just seemed like the buildup and payoff did not match up. Maybe I'm wrong. Would love to know what you all thought. I agree, but I just will say like, okay, so she told us she was human trafficked and like personally... I don't need the details. Like, I, I got it. And the, he could have done more paragraphs. Like, you know, the first night this happened and then every night thereafter mm-hmm. and there were this many people coming through and I was I was okay not hearing it, you know? I like that perspective. Thanks. Next up, overall I felt the book was okay. My biggest issue with it was the discrepancy in the title to what actually happened in the book. Huh. I was expecting an adventure sort of story, a girl on the run, whereas she only ran down the street a few times, lol. <laughs> she was pretty much stayed in Nashville the whole time and never was really in hiding. Was anyone else expecting a different story as well? So the yeah. title not matching the story. Yeah, I thought the exact same thing. I forgot what the book was called and then the end too. I was like, run Rose, run? Who the fuck is Who's Rose? Rose? <laughs> Wait, no, same. I looked up, <laughs> I went to go thought. listen to the, um, album and I just typed in Dolly Parton and it said Run Rose Run I was like oh she put out another album after this <laughs> I totally agree and it's not even like Run Rose Run is an amazing title that they need to like work around it could have been yeah. you know keys and the sound of Annie Lee <laughs> yeah it could have been anything else yeah off keys with Annie Lee yeah <laughs> Annie Lee get your gun <laughs> like there are so many like yeah. you know country sorted country mystery tale like it is weird to have a whole book centered around a character with a fake name and or title like with a real driven, name. driven. Yeah, that can I fix it? No, no I can't. can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anything like uh, leave it to Dolly. She'll come up with 
That's such a good point. It's like, you're yeah. literally, it's not until 85% we find out her name is Rose. So like the whole time it's like, what book am I reading? <laughs> no, yes. literally. Is it the wrong jacket on the book? Yeah. Best friend so question. Confusing. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, did you guys picture Dolly Parton as Ruth Hannah? And if so, did it throw you off that the songs were supposed to be sung by Annie Lee, but when you actually played them, they were Dolly Parton? Yes. 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 Except I didn't really picture Ruth Hannah as Dolly. Mm-hmm. I saw her as a brunette. She was a redhead. Sm- oh, yeah. She was a redhead. S- like smaller. But now in thinking about it, like, she's the Dolly. But I don't see her as Dolly. Mm-hmm. I sort of see her as Dolly. Mm. I, what's her name? Um, well, we'll get into it yeah, in Hollywood. Well, no, I, the- that's not who I even cast it. I'm just thinking now. Yeah. Something Judd. Yeah. Yes. She just, she just passed away. Oh, God. But that's who I think of her as, too. Yeah. This next question is unrelated to this book. This podcast got me back into reading during quarantine and now I've been reading consistently for the first time in years. So thank you all for influencing me to do so. I got into a debate with my boyfriend about reading and I need you guys to weigh in. Would you consider reading to be a hobby? For me, it depends on how a person reads. In the past, I read a book here and there. I'd bring a couple books on vacation with me. But now I always have a book I'm reading. I spend my time on Goodreads researching books, listening to you guys and talking about books with other book friends. In my opinion, this makes it a hobby. What do you guys think? Definitely a hobby. Definitely. Yeah. I do think in order to call reading a hobby, you have to do it semi-consistently. Like anything else. Yeah. It's like I like roller skating, but it's not Not my hobby hobby. because I haven't done it in years. But if you did do it every day, it would be a hobby. Yeah. 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 Totally. For sure. Glad we can agree. Now Tell your boyfriend. Yeah. Tell your boyfriend it's your hobby and he can scram. (laughs) Now it's time for the moral of the story. The truth shall set you free. Literally. Can you fix it? No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Snitch. The truth shall set you free. Same. I had unburden yourself, which is the same thing. Yeah. Plus 500 to everything you said. Okay, great. Now for the fun part, the Hollywood treatments. Hey. This will be a movie, and it reads like a movie, and I can't wait. So for Annie Lee Keys, who did everyone have? Snitch. I, my initial was Casey Musgraves. Yeah, it's very on the nose. Or Lennon Stella. I like Lennon Stella. I like Lennon Stella for you. I had Rainey Qualley, who's Margaret Qualley's sister, who is a singer and an actress and so gorgeous. And she's an amazing singer. Remember, you've heard her music, yeah? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think she would be amazing. I also thought personally she should have played Daisy Jones in the upcoming series. Mm. She would have been amazing Daisy Jones. So I hope she's at least Annie Lee Keys. Yeah, I'm Googling her right now. And she's a great fit. You should hear her voice. Really? Quaking. Wow. Yeah. I had Megan Fox. Dana. <laughs> what? And some, and I know. Do I you have having, MGK as Ethan? I was really having <laughs> I was really having a tough time. <laughs> that was a genuine <laughs> um a redhead messaged me a recommendation for who she pictured as Annie Lee. Was it that emo girl? Yeah. yeah. It's that. a video. Yeah, we all got the same. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm the only one. Oh, I got that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. But I actually totally agree with her. Like, she was like edgy and doesn't take no bullshit from anybody and was dark hair, like I thought. That's so funny. Okay, random. Dana. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I had Emma Roberts. No. She's. Okay, no, because like there are so many more obvious choices, but she, you can really cast her in anything. She's a, always a safe choice. Right? She could have been all roads lead here. She could have been in our country. I friends. just can picture like sleeping in the park, waking up in like a flannel, just a little disheveled, but still looking great. Yeah, and she like has spunk. I see it. 
I'm fine with that. Ethan Snitch. Miles Teller. <gasps> oh, great one. Great Incredible one. choice. Great Incredible one. I mean, that's the choice. answer. That's yeah. the one. Okay, I did have Sam Hunt. Because I think he has the look and he can sing, obviously. And, you know, his career could use a boost like this. But Miles Teller is the answer. But yes. everyone else, who did you have? I had James Franco, which I hated. I hated. I had a very hard time picturing people in this book. Okay. I could picture Ethan, like, abstractly, like, cap down, beard. Mm -hmm. But then I couldn't figure out an actor who looked like him. What do you think about James Franco? No. No. I think it's a no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's wrong. Okay. Taylor Lautner. It's not the worst. No, yours is worse. They kept describing him as a pretty boy. So, like, that was where my mind went. Okay. You know who would have been good, too, is, like, Zac Efron, because he could sing. Yeah. Then he could do a little country, and he could expand I feel like he has too much personality. Like, this guy was just, like, quiet and, like, introspective. Yes. S-T-A-I-D. Yes. Ruth Hanna. Dolly. Reba. I was thinking Reba, too. I had Jane Fonda. Oh, yeah. That's not terrible. That's pretty good. Yeah. Gene Smart. Okay, great one. Yes. Have you been watching Hacks? The, uh, no, but I got it from Hacks. Like oh, that's she great. personified her for me. Love it. Okay, great. I really am excited for this movie. I hope, like, they listen. And it's, this. I think Dreamcast would be Annie Lee. I'm going with mine. But Lennon Sella would also be good. Okay. Ethan Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. Obviously. And Ruth Hannah, I think, will be Dolly because she's going to be in it. She has to be. She but she to also be. could just be, like, some like someone who walks she by. She could play Dolly Parton, and like you know, um, she's at the CMAs, and she, her picture's on the wall, and she runs into her down. You know what I mean? She might, like, yeah. She'd be like a famous woman in the industry, exactly. Okay, so now it is time for our overall rating of this book. I've really enjoyed our time with it. I've enjoyed our discussion. And I look forward to hearing what you guys rated it. I personally am giving it four point five. Nice. Hey, snitch. Can someone else go? <laughs> sure, Dana. Be- 3.5. 3.5. Great. Rebecca. 3.5. Why did you... 3.7. Okay, oh, why? Nice. Were you, like, nervous? She just wanted to adjust hers depending on what we said. Yeah, because I was like, if I'm the only one who's not doing a four, like... Oh, oh. When has that ever stopped you? <laughs> <Yes>. Ever. Please. <laughs> no, that's because when I, like, violently hate a book. I, don't, I didn't violently hate this whatsoever. Okay, well, our overall Redheads rating for the book is a 3.8. Which feels right. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Oh, ladies. Good to, good to be back. <laughs> now it's time for the other books we read this month. Snitch, let's start with you because I called you a number of times and you were reading, so you better have something to share with us. I read Things We Never Got Over by Lucy Score. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was literally. I've seen that everywhere. It was porn, and oh. it was fantastic. It was so good. And it was just like, a. it was also the same fucking trope of like All Roads Lead Here and The Simple Wild. But this was the best one of the three. So I wish out of those, the tropes, like that was the book that I chose. However, it was over 500 pages. So I'm glad that um, I didn't do that. Well, so was All Roads Lead Here. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Um, But I would rate it like five stars. I I loved it. Amazing. I only read one book this month. I read Start Without Me by Gary Gennetti. Uh, It's a book of short stories. So good, so funny. I would recommend it to anyone because it's such a great digestible way to read. It's his second book. The first one's also amazing. Read both. I rated it five stars, but just a caveat that my nonfiction rating scale is definitely is very different from my fiction rating mm-hmm. scale. So 
but it was everything you could want out of like a celebrity short story book and I started another book that I'm not done with this is like I'm so off kilter every month I'm like halfway through a book when I start the redheads book but I'm just reading a book called the plaza and it's a history of the plaza hotel it's nonfiction, and it's good uh it's just like a little long speaking of books that we're in the middle of I do have to say that today the third book in the American Royal series came out called Rivals. Have you read it yet? I like read the first few pages. I'm, I'm taking it very slowly because it's love. literally, I love. So I don't want to just like rush it. You'll rush give us the recap it. next month. Okay, yeah. Can't wait. Bex? I read a book called The Beach House by Rachel Hanna. And it was super, super short. Like one night I couldn't read and... I basically finished it. Or, I'm sorry, one night I couldn't sleep, and during my inability to sleep, I basically finished it. So if anybody's looking to, like, add something to their Goodreads and get it checked off, it could be a good choice. It was cute. It was, I think it's part of a multiple book series. Who Um, wrote it? Rachel Hanna. Rachel Hanna. Okay, cool. Is it, was it made into a movie? It very there are well so many books called The Beach House. 100%. I, that's why I pulled up it on my Kindle because I was like, I, I need to clarify which author wrote this book because I think there might be 600. Yeah. Because I Googled it when I didn't have my Kindle trying to find it and I was like, I have no idea. Got it. Okay, that's really confusing. So Rachel Hannah, The Beach House. Yeah. Great to know. Um, Jax, you would like it. Okay, cool. Check and it out. that was the only book I read this month. Dana? Yeah. I read amazing books this month. I've been looking forward to this section for so long. First is Notes on an Execution by Danya Kukafka. I rated this a 4.8. It like might be second best to a little life. It was incredible. I was obsessed with it. But a million trigger warnings, it is one of the darkest books I've ever read. So like, don't read it if you don't want to be scarred uh, psychologically for the rest of your life. Okay. But it was unbelievable. Oh, is that Thank something you. that you want? Thank like, you for the warning. Oh my God. That's Dana's favorite. Well, A Little book. Life is so, so, so dark. And like, if you didn't realize it, you would be pretty upset yes. after. Yes, you know, I needed to put it out there. But like, I would still recommend it. Oh my God, so good. The next was a Becky's recommendation, which I loved. The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks by Rebecca Sklute. I gave it a 3.8. True story. Um, loved it. It was about a woman whose cells forever replicated. So, like, her cells are immortal, and it just goes through her whole history and her families. And it was a fascinating read. I it's talked about it in our... Story. It's a true story. I talked about it in our um, Patreon episode. Oh. Of, like, a book that affected me. What does that mean, her cells are forever replicated? Her cells are like an anomaly like they forever replicate and so like they don't die so they can do a lot of research on them because like the experiment can be replicated and tried again and it can be like used as like the constant whereas like our cells would not would just die if they were like exposed did I explain that right it's been a while since I read it no that's exactly right and they were ovarian cancer cells that they took so like normal cells will definitely die and then most cancer cells die after a few days but these just never stopped oh yeah so very fascinating loved it thank you Becky anytime next I read The Perfect Nanny by Layla Slimani really good book gave it a 3.9 also pretty dark but like not as dark so if you can stomach it great book and the last book I read was Between Two Kingdoms by Salika Juad. I gave it a 4.5. It was incredible. Another memoir. These were two nonfiction books for Ooh. me. Um, you may have heard of this woman. She is now married to John Batiste. And it oh. yeah, chronicles her battle with cancer. And it was just incredibly well written. And I would recommend it to literally anyone. It was such a good book. Wow. Where do you find these books? Oh, my God. Funny you ask. 
I have this like friend of a friend who I follow on Instagram who posts books sometimes and that's where I found the push. So ever since then, I've taken very seriously her posts and Notes on an Execution was by her that she posted and I ran into her on the street so randomly and I was like, I have to stop you. Like, hi, I'm friends with so-and-so. That's how you know me. But also like I was obsessed with that book. Do you have any other recs? And then she gave me Between Two Kingdoms. So yeah, she has not failed. Seriously. Um, And the other one I got from then stalking Sulika after finishing her book, looking at her Instagram and she's like a big writer and posts books that she loves and she boasted about the perfect nanny. So that's how I read that. And then The Immortal Life was through Rit. So all recommendations. Wow. Very, very cool. Thank you for sharing. Great reading month. Now it is time to put this episode to bed and to look to the future for our next episode. We'll be reading a Becky's Choice Bex, what will we be reading? Ladies, ladies, and gentlemen, any redheads, we will be reading a book that I'm excited to say I selected because I found it in the Redheads group and there was wonderful chatter around it. And I thought, we are still in a deficit and need to continue the streak of goodness. So I'll choose a book that the Redheads have said that they know and love, and and if they don't, then they can come for each other and not for me. (laughs) Interesting theory. (laughs) The book is Girls with Bright Futures. It's a book by Tracy Dobmeyer and Wendy Katzman. Uh, I think it's going to be like sort of a snitch's choice oh, route for us. Love that. I'm excited. I'm excited. A little divergence. Love when you know the what girlies I mean. crossover. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was going to do the next uh, book in Ghosts of Gotham because I know how much we all loved that. I <laughs> didn't hate it. I know. I honestly didn't hate it, especially after like reading Our Country Friends after, which was like the most. Oh my god, Our Country Friends. That was, was the worst such fucking a book. Dark. I loved it. No, you didn't. I I can't stop thinking about it. No. Stop. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I'm so excited for next month. Thank you, Bex, for your choice. Thank you to all the redheads who are in this room for participating, sharing your opinions, sharing your time. And thank you to all the redheads who are listening. We love you, and we will see you on the next one. Make sure to follow us at the redheads on Instagram. Engage with us. You know, we're always posting. We want to know what you're reading. That's where you get so many of our recommendations, and we just love this little community. So we appreciate you being a part of it. We will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.